Welcome to the Kickstart Your Book Sales Podcast with USA Today bestselling authors Russell Nolte and Monica Lionel, where you'll learn how to supercharge your book sales, go aggressively wide, and take your author career to the next level. So we're going to move on to like the what should our project be questions, uh, which we like we've started to an- we answered that one kind of. Um, let's see, what's the best strategy? Well, yeah, what's the best strategy for your first book? Okay, I'm going to tell you what works for the people that have one book and join our program because I think it works for everyone, and I, I see it all of the time with and, and other things that we work, which is generally you the the reason people succeed in our program is because we have a community of people who are all on the same goal together and are often launching together so they can do cross promos together even if they're in off genres so the best strategy for a first book is to like to get a group of humans who are going to be launching together that you can all like sort of learn from each other and be able to like promote each other to each other's list. One of the best things to do for a first book is to do an anthology, uh, which, it, which will bring together multiple people and give. So the way that I launched on my, um, on my, uh, the, the way that I really broke through was this Kickstarter book called Monsters and Other Scary. Ishkabibble. It was not, that's not the word, but um, it's called Monsters and Other Scary, and then a, a bad word that I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, not that bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it's not that bad, but like, you know. Uh, yeah, we're trying to keep it PG. We're trying to keep it PG. So it was an anthology with 35 creators that all had similar audiences. I did the anthology, I put it together, and everyone only brought like, maybe five or 10 people. Maybe I brought a hundred people, but we ended up with 600 people on that list. And now I had a list of people who like monster books. So when I launched my next book, boom, it was great. And like, we actually have one of the bonuses is uh, how to build an awesome Kickstarter anthology, which, uh, is, uh, which will show you exactly how to do that exact strategy. So while anthologies don't work that well on Amazon, the difference is you own the data with the anthologies that you launch on Kickstarter. And so you can use that. Everyone gets their little list to be a big list. One of the other things we just saw, was it Katie Roberts? Katie Roberts just do um, with her... You mean the print book? Well, go ahead. Yeah, what was it? It was like a bomb, bombastic... Bonkers 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 romance. romance. Uh, yes, they did a shared world. So you're not, you know that you're not sharing. I know. I'm trying oh, okay. to find it. I oh, decided gotcha. not to I, share I didn't the other campaign. Oh, okay. Because gotcha. it had like, it had like, a bad one right there in the title. Oh. <laughs> I was um, like, I'm, oh, I hope I'm you're gonna share thinking this that it's shared. <laughs> right here. Uh, so this campaign, now granted, they raised $450,000. You probably are not. It was yeah. uh, 6000 Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. It was six books in a shared world and it was run under a publishing company banner but all six of these people brought their audiences to this campaign and now they can use that that audience to do other things with so that if you don't want to do an anthology you can do a shared world there are probably a lot of people listening to this who have done a shared world that fell apart because the organizer like uh didn't do it well uh I'm not saying that's like common in shared worlds, but it's almost it's, it's almost it's, everywhere it's in shared common, world. Yeah, it's common so, in like all of life that projects yeah. fall apart. So like, of course, in the publishing world. You know, you could do it by theme. <laughs> you could do it by like, we all wrote a book. Um, what is that one big? It's like Pets in Space. 
you know that anthology series, it's like a perpetual USA Today bestselling series. And the, the hook is just, it has to star a pet and be in space. <laughs> and they're all romance, I think. But like, you could all just write a book that is even in different universes that like is about pets in space and find some way to connect it together. But um, oh, the power funny. of bringing small audiences into a big audience is like the secret. And you should for sure uh, consider getting uh, 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 our program because that course by itself, the How to Build an Awesome Kickstarter Anthology is $500 by itself. And it's included in our programs if you go, uh, if, if you come into... Um, yeah. And, and, and like, I know people say those numbers and like, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Like nobody actually bought it at that, but like, actually people did buy it at that. Like we, um, so our story is that we used to sell all of our courses separately and we, we partnered together and then we kind of, um, started putting all of our courses into one program and like it kind of all it kind of all swelled up into this one program for kickstarter but um you know we still have them all separate and we try to like add them in and um you know so so you know the offer but um we tried to add them in to make it like one mega course i guess that kind of um, gives you everything so it's definitely a really good value um i see um a couple yeah, I see someone saying like, thank you. My brain is exploding. All my nonfic sells steadily and very well over the holidays, but this brings it to a new level. Yeah. Yeah. We think Kickstarter is really good to kind of change the face of publishing. Um, okay. So do we want to move on? Um, let's see. I see a question about Target. Yeah. So let's move on to funding. Um, sure. Okay. How does the money work on Kickstarter? So there's a question about like, how do you set your target goal? Uh, yeah. So I generally tell people to just set it at $500 because you probably are going to find $500. Kickstarter is an all or nothing platform, which means you either raise your goal or you, um, or you do not. And if you set it at $500 and you pass it on day one, guess what? You get to have a really fun, Lifetime. The rest of it because you've made your goal. It is fine when you're funded. (laughs) Yes. If you if you if you do like a hundred dollars the first day and your goal is five hundred, like it's a pain, but like you're probably going to find five hundred dollars. Like probably someone or a group of people will get you to five hundred dollars. I have not, in my experience, even people that have very small audiences, like have find found enough to make to $500. I've said it all the way at $1. Kickstarter doesn't like that. Uh, 250 seems to be the minimum like for that Kickstarter likes for the fund. Right. Um, if you want to know like kind of what 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 is your target goal, my target goal after a campaign is that I have made enough money to pay off all of my expenses. So uh, cover, editorial, whatever, whatever, uh, prints, pins, whatever I'm doing, shipping, the cost of the thing and hopefully get somewhere about um, 10% over at minimum that can pay for marketing forward. And like that allow me to buy, it's mostly tattoos these days. Like, <laughs> like I usually like, we'll like go and get a nice tattoo dinners, after each yeah. of my uh, a nice dinner. But like I do write uh, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, question on Kickstarter course and also in the main, the, the, the accelerator, we have just a ton of stuff about the seven areas that you look for in a budget, right. which are like, Product creation, product distribution, shipping, 
there's a there's so there's so yeah there's so many yeah. i mean i, I also want to just i mean i know you said this already russell but i just want to like make sure to drive this point home the amount that the a goal that you set on kickstarter is like your bare minimum like and that's where we say like it's two you know it's 500 if you like really are like audience of zero maybe you sit at 250 we've seen a couple of authors who have been successful with that um and then there so there's that goal um and then there's like your target goal um so like you know what russell's describing with like the covers the editing like we know that 500 dollars does not cover all of that 500 dollars is the minimum because the platform if you do not hit at least 500 dollars the platform will give you zero. Um, and so we don't want that to happen to you. Uh, so yeah, you want to, you want to set that like very low target, um, of like, you know, and, and the target is basically like, if you have like what Kickstarter doesn't want is they don't want you to have like three people sign up, um, and, and you've sold like three, three, whatever, three, whatever. And now you have to, buy like a hundred of them um in order to deliver three um because of like product minimums and stuff like that so that's why kickstarter has that there um but again like we want you know we want you to have like your lowest possible funding for kickstarter and then also to have um, an actual target of like what is what would really make me happy um and then what if i exceed because like i mean well you could you know we could talk about some of our like low like if that's helpful, I don't know. Yeah, I just I just want to say like so f- to us five hundred dollars is like hey if you make five hundred dollars in two weeks having a campaign like that's pretty good like that that was worth it like so like even if you don't make all of the costs it's like cool five hundred dollars is a significant part of this budget like right. setting your goal at a hundred dollars or two fifty it's like okay I worked I worked like seventeen days to make like two fifty like that's a lot to do. Like working half a month to make $500 is like not great, but like, all right. I, I mean, it's, it, it probably pays for half of your, your, your production cost. It, like it helps significantly, like get you some stuff around and like you're learning how to like build an audience. So like, okay, you kind of have $500. Like that's, so that's also why I say 500 and not 250 because like 500 is like, it could be a stretch, but you're almost going to get there. And if you get there, like it will probably be, if you're a new author, your best launch ever. Like if you had $500, almost everyone that I've talked to that's done like 250 on the first day when I'm like, is that the best day you've ever had in publishing? They're like, yes, I made more money on that one day than I ever have right. in publishing. And that's kind of what that's we true. wanted to, to show you at the beginning is like what the process is. So yeah, um, but everything Monica said is a hundred percent, right? Like you need kind of like your three goals. You're, yeah. you're like your bare minimum. You're like, Hey, this paid for everything. And like, you're <laughs> like, like, you're happy dance. You're like, you're like, wow, I'm going to like, like for instance, our, our, our campaigns have overfunded by so much this year that I'm going to Paris. That's how that's like, it is paying for that's my trip like, to Paris. Yeah. That's like international goals. Um, and that's yeah. like a huge, that's not what everyone is going to get to, but like, you know, and like, I'm not I, like, there's other yeah. money that pays for that, but like, it, like the overfunding that we've done this year has paid for that amount of like things. So like, you want to be able to give yourself something nice. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like we, we are firm believers that like publishing does not have to be like a starvation 
Oh, like gosh, mindset, we're... like that you don't have to like be starving to make yeah. $5. Like there is a way to come at this with abundance. And that's one of the things yeah. um, that, that we try and teach is like, right. It, it, it's like, it, it can be not effortless, but like easier than yeah. you've ever thought before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I, I think this is so important to just talk about, like, even though it's an interjection into like the topic, but yeah, we're like, if you want to make money and still write like weird things and still like be doing your own creative thing and like, you don't want to have to write to market. And I mean, not, not that you, you're not going to write to market at all, but you don't want to have to write to market like the way publishing teaches right to market and all this stuff. Um, you don't like, like the other thing is like, we've like, at least for us this year, we haven't really done a ton of advertising. So I won't say we've done zero advertising, but we have like percentage wise, we've done very little advertising. Um, so, you know, we're, we're very much like work 30 hours a week each. Um, you know, we have like both fiction and nonfiction. So like, we kind of understand the whole spectrum. We've both been in the business for over 10 years each. Uh, so we've been publishing for a long time. We've both been like successful. We, you know, six figure authors, um, maybe not every single year, but like close, uh, you know, like we, we've been doing that for a while. Um, so we're very, very much like, let's just show people like an easier way to do this than like everything else we hear. Um, and, and we think Kickstarter is a part of that. Um, it's for people who are ready to do, you know, you're ready to do the work, but not burnout level work and also not like compromising. And like basically Russell's, Russell's like book, but, but, but he ended up retitling it was like, um, how to, how to be a creative without selling your soul or something like that. Like, and that's like exactly what we do. Like, that's what we're all about. Um, so I just want to say that. And then there is a question about our programs. So if they get the gold tier, they get everything else. Uh, yes. So if you, yeah. like whatever tier you get, you get all the tiers under it as well. Okay. And we all, we do that for everything. That's how, and that's how, that's what we do on Kickstarter too. Just random. All right. So, um, other, other questions in the funding, you know, the money talk category, when you're talking campaign numbers, is it gross? Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. So we talk about revenue, not profit, but, yeah. um, as Russell said earlier on our Kickstarter campaigns, we're, we, we, we try to teach people how to get 35 to 50% profit at least. Um, but then we sometimes see like 60 to 70% profit. Uh, and we have, we have, but like, again, we have multiple budget spreadsheets that like kind of explain a lot of that, how we do that. Um, so we're, we're very like profit focused as well. We're not, we, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like I, talk, I feel the need to say like when people are, when people <laughs> generally publish their Amazon numbers, they are publishing their gro their gross yeah, numbers yeah. as well. They're yeah. not taking out advertising always, generally, yeah. but like in Somewhere on the internet, like I literally posted like exactly how much profit I made because people kept getting on me about that. I only talk about gross. So there's somewhere on uh, publicly <laughs> out there, like the amount of profit that I made yeah. from each campaign. And it is somewhere between 20% and 70% profit that I've made on every campaign every that I've done, campaign. which is more. And every book that I've ever launched, whether it's on Kickstarter or not, is profitable. The only books that I've ever launched that are not profitable are the ones that have not launched yet. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so then like, there's the question about like, what is a reasonable financial goal for someone's first project? If they're doing fantasy, I, I feel like whenever people ask us to like estimate how much they're going to make, like, we have no idea, like do the Kickstarter campaign. It's free to do that, um, to set it up. It just costs you your time and you're going to find your numbers really quickly, um, in a way that, uh, retailers don't really show you necessarily. Like you could definitely like quiet launch your book on Amazon and not really ever have to look at the numbers. Whereas Kickstarter, the number is like right there at the top. Um, and you have to like be working toward it in a certain amount of time. So I feel like you know, you're going to send out to your email list or your audience or whatever, and you're going to see like how many people actually back the thing. Um, and then you can kind of go from there. So if you have a bigger audience, your numbers will be bigger. If you are in our programs and optimize, like that's the other thing is like people in our programs, just they kind of yeah, do generally better. 10x what you could think yeah. of by <laughs> like, themselves. Uh, like they don't, yeah. So, so exactly. here's one thing that I will say about Kickstarter. I think I brought it up yesterday, or uh, which is, one of the great ways to use Kickstarter is to uh, validate your idea of like what your audience is. So I have a client who told me she has an 8,000 person list and she thinks that it's absolutely worthless. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's true or not. Like, let's test it. And we brought it to Kickstarter. The first one was like, had 24 backers and she raised $500. This is a person who's been, who paid me for a long time for consulting. And I was like, oh God. She's like, and she was, but she was so excited. She's like, I know. And I was like, well, we don't actually know that because this is your least popular book series. So what we have to do now is take your most popular book series and like test where your audience is. But we have like a baseline. And so she ran another campaign. It was slightly more successful, but not significantly more successful. And I, and, and, uh, and from that, we had like, I don't know, 400 of her 8,000 people who like opened and clicked. And then we could literally trace back who the buyers were. She took those two beta test people and she like literally designed a series from what they told her yeah. and all of the things that worked. And her next launch like doubled her funding, like quad, I think quadrupled, like maybe doubled her total funding goal and like doubled her total backers from the previous campaigns. And now she's like off to the races. But all of that happened because she like had, a, we, we, we compiled the theory, we tested it, we compiled another theory and then we tested it. And then she took that data and like she made something that is going to, I think going to be easily her most successful thing that she's ever done because she took what buyers wanted, not just people, you know, when you run a survey and you're like, do you want me to write another one of my like <laughs> wealth shifter or my like cozy mystery? And you're like, I don't know who answered this email. Like, are these actual buyers of my books or just like people that are freebie seekers? But she actually took data from people who bought her book and she designed something for them <laughs> but was more on market for what could be popular and like that's an amazing use of kickstarter that like you don't most people don't even think about because you can't do that on amazon you, you can't like be like i'm gonna test this series and another series all you have is like what the actual data is but there's so many pieces of data that you get by doing the kickstarters that you just can never get from doing Amazon. <laughs> okay, I have to say two things. One, I've never heard Russell's grandma voice, which is like amazing. <laughs> and two, I read this book recently, um, and it's it's not like out yet. Um, and I, I can't, I don't want to say the title because 
the guy might change it, but, um, so it's by Michael Evans. He is the CEO of a company called Ream, which is like the subscription for authors platform that's coming out. And he's, he summarized what you just said so perfectly. I wish that I'd come up with this myself. I wish it was ours, but it's not, it's his, but he says not right to market, right to community. And I'm just like, oh, like you're amazing. He's he's a super smart guy, by the way. Um, you can join his Facebook group. I mean, join our Facebook groups, but like you can also join his Facebook group. But um, yeah, that's exactly it. Is like we think that, and and he was he talks about it more in his book. But I was like, oh, like this is so true. This is like a, a core part of what we're teaching too. Is like the idea, like not writing to trend, not right. I mean, yes, writing to market. Like you're always gonna be writing to market, but um, this idea of like get a community first and then figure out what they want and then write to that, um, that I think, you know, authors kind of like to stay in their little like office and like not talk to anyone and, you know, like write their book that they want. Um, but uh, obviously when you, when it comes to building a business, like you've got to kind of interact with your community and figure out what they want and then give that to them over and over again. And that's how you can build a bigger Readership. Yeah, and, so. and, and it, it, this doesn't work if you're making two dollars from a small community, no, right? It like, doesn't. But it does work if you're making twenty-five, fifty, a hundred dollars per person. Like you can make so much more from that smaller audience. And one of the things you do is like, so I'll tell you, my book Ichabod Jones Monster Hunter, which you just saw for a second there, like is a very niche book. It's like a chosen one, like it's like a chosen one deconstruction narrative, but really it's like parading as a horror book. It's like a very niche book. And I was like, okay, but like my book, Katrina Hates the Dead, which became the God's Verse Chronicles is like less niche. And my book, The Obsidian Spindle Saga is like very, I think like taking is like very like on market, but it's still to the same audience. So you can also take that and like reverse engineer it to make more and more mass market books, but that will still appeal to your core audience as well. So, okay. Um, when we're almost done with this, um, I just want to answer this last one. So knowing nothing about Kickstarter, if you don't make your target after 17 days, backers are not charged. Yes. Correct. Okay. Well, you, it can be any, anywhere from right. one to 60 days. But. Right. Your campaign can, but if you don't make your target by the end of your campaign, then backers are not charged. You do not have to send backers anything. On the happy side, if you make your goal in three days, do backers still get to pile in? Yes. yes. So your people will pile in until the deadline. Um, so that's why, you know, we do try to teach you to um, hit your campaign goal earlier if you can, uh, because then it's more fun. And then also like there's lots of, so then like you have this group of excited people and that gets you excited. But then there's like, you know, a couple of like Kickstarter mechanisms that help you as well. Thank you so much for hanging out with Monica and Russell on the Kickstart Your Book Sales podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to visit kickstartyourbooksales.com slash free to download our best resources to help supercharge your author career and take it to the next level starting today.